0: Welcome to the S.J. Child Show. This episode is sponsored by Water and Body Basics. Visit thirty-four forty South, fifty-six hundred West, West Valley City, Utah. Mention S.J. Childs today.
1: Parents, so how to
0: teach your kid to be flexible. It's like I'm all in favor of teaching skills. I really am. Being flexible is an important life skill, but you can't demand it of a six-year-old or you can't demand it of an eight-year-old. They're going to learn it on their timetable and you're going to scaffold that and you're going to continuously kind of expose them at a level where they can be successful. But you can't just all of a sudden snap, make somebody be flexible.
1: No, and people, I just think there's like still an old generational way of thinking that needs to be rewritten because it just doesn't work for the society that we're growing. You know, um, children are one third of our um, present and a hundred percent of our future. We have to teach them these types of skills, we have to teach the typical kids inclusion. We need to teach them all about our neurotypical kids so that they can be the support system so that they can be the flexible support boundaries that these kids need to make it with the rest of the, the world. Right.
0: We all have something to learn from each other. I mean, I just believe that so strongly. I think every single human being is here for us as human beings to learn how to love better. You know, Um, I feel like that's what I've learned from the gift of my two children is how to love better, how to love more unconditionally, how to see the person who's in front of me and not the person I think they should be or where I think they'll be in five years. And, you know, no matter who that child is, they have something to learn from everyone around them. My kids have something to learn from their typical peers and my kids have things that they can teach their typical peers. And I think that's true of all children, all teenagers, all people, is it helps us
1: develop our human capacity for love. I completely agree. I think that we're clones of one another. (laughs) I I do. I, I just think that you and I have really great love message of love to just share with the world and that, um, it's so special. And I'm so glad that, that we could, uh, get together today and do this show because it's it's so important for parents and especially parents of, uh, kids that are just, you know, newly diagnosed to know and to see, Hey, it's okay. Like, yes, you're going to struggle. Y- you're going to struggle. I struggled as a kid and I'm doing great. Like we all, I think that the biggest, uh, you know, thing that I tried to, it uh, in my ki- Sue in my kids, or I don't even, I, I can't even talk now, but, <laughs> um, is that, you know, succeeding isn't always, it, it's nobody else's Um, design, but your own, like your success is your design. You set yourself up for it. You um, small successes, big successes, whatever it is. And it's all about your own inner confidence to get you there. Right. And that's another important part that I love that you're working with this youth because empowering and giving those that, age group of youth in that middle school age, you know, confidence and, um, that inner, uh, you know desire to want to be better or do the best that they can do it's so much better than the alternative or you know of mental of depression and suicide and all of these other mental health aspects that we really have to just look at especially for those age groups right because of there's so much pressure in in that middle school era
0: i think it's so hard i mean i look back and i think I was not confident, right? I was a chubby, socially awkward, you know, very, very smart kid who was also obstinate and, and really did not want to do things the conventional way. Well, <laughs> does that sound like a descriptor of someone who was socially popular in middle school? No, but, you know, look at, look at what's happened. I, because I think differently have created something. That is helping so many people. And I, I think also got to use those skills to help me be a good mom, you know, And, and that's important, but I'll tell you, I love, we talk all the time in the practice about meeting kids where they're at and identifying their strengths. What's great about the way your brain is wired. Know yourself, accept yourself, love yourself. You know, you don't have to be different. Coaching is not about fixing you or changing the essence of who you are, right? Coaching is about having more tools in your toolbox. And don't we all need that? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll have been married 20 years next year and I still need tools in my marriage toolbox. You know, I have been best friends with my college roommate for, gosh, are we going on 30 years? And I still am finding I love to read things about friendship and how to be a good friend. And she and I have spent the last few years talking about, you know, the whole point is you show up, you show up for each other, you know, and I don't know that that's something we knew 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that it was just about showing up. And I can't wait, you know, 10 years down the road to see what will I have learned about friendship by that time. And so it's about broadening our horizons, not about, fixing or curing. It's about growing. And and ultimately I'm going to say it again. It's about self-love and acceptance. And in you're so right, middle school and even high school for a lot of our students, I'll tell you when you feel different, even in today's world, which is so much more accepting of difference, it is still so hard to feel different. And it's because you feel alone right? Uh It's not the difference part. It's the alone part.
1: Mm -hmm. It is. And it's so hard to get them to see that they're not, that they have support, that there are people going through these same things. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely has been, um, an educating road (laughs) per se, especially with, through, with our 21 year old, you know, we years and years of going, to therapists and nobody ever really having, um, a good answer for things per se, not that there is like an actual answer to anything, but there were the strategies just didn't work. The advice didn't work. The approach didn't work. And it's just, you look back and think, oh my gosh, so much, um, wasted time on, you know, I don't know what else to call it. I just, it it was like running around a track over and over and over and over again. And I felt like I was never getting stronger legs from it. (laughs)
0: Right. Oh, 100%. Right. It is a little bit, it feels like wasted time until you have the right lens to look for, you know? And that's, I think, you know, that to me, when people talk about labels, you know, I say, I think it's all in how you unpack that, right? A diagnosis gives you science-based evidence to try to understand another person. And it gives professionals science-based data. A label, on the other hand, could be good. It could be bad. I mean, we like labels on our foods sometimes, right? (laughs) We don't like labels when they are derogatory names, but... That piece you're talking about, about how frustrating it can be to spin your wheels over and over again, because you don't really have an understanding of the wiring, of the neurology, the same way people struggle with physical illness when they can't figure out what the diagnosis is. It's not that the diagnosis itself helps. It's that now you can be on a path to understanding what interventions can create the best life possible for this person, right? The person with chronic stomach pain, the person with chronic headaches, you know, it's not like having some diagnosis, even if it's rare or common is what's helpful. It's figuring out, okay, so where do we go now? So you can have your best life.
1: It's a roadmap. And the roadmap is, you know, you have to, if you don't see the destination, then you're just wandering around. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Well, and I do not know about you, but I very much feel that my children's diagnoses helped me to understand our path was going to be different. Right.
1: Definitely. We were
0: still going to be on a great journey. The journey was worthwhile. The journey was going to end with so much success, but I needed, I needed permission sort of I don't know, from the professionals, from the world, from myself
1: yeah, to be on
0: a different path. And that's what a diagnosis did for me. It's not like, oh, well, that's an excuse. Now we don't use it like that. And I don't, I don't really run into parents who do that. I run into parents who really just want their kids to not have roadblocks. They want their kids to be successful. They want their kids to develop all their strengths and potentials. You know, um, I don't, I know there are people who use labels in a really derogatory limiting way, but I do think there are people who use diagnoses the way we're talking about them to
1: give you a roadmap. And, And then you've still got lots of choices. Exactly. You know, I've told this story before, so I'll make it short this time. So I don't overshare my story too many times, but this is goes great with this conversation because there was one Halloween, every Halloween prior to this Halloween that we had 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 been very difficult. You know, our son, when the door opened, he thought it was an invitation to enter. He didn't care for candy. He didn't understand the whole, uh, you know, thing about candy and taking it, putting it in a bag. And who cares? Why do I say this trick or treat thing? None of it made any sense to him. He wanted to be social. He was trying to be social, which for me, having a son with autism, there's nothing I want more than for my son to socialize and for the people socializing with him to give him respect and consideration and humanity. So every Halloween, people would just not understand it. I was making tons of excuses left and right. Oh, he has autism. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, oh. And I was always left feeling horrible afterwards. Like I would just want to cry. And so one year he was Garfield. We were all Garfield family. And we put, I put a sticker on his costume that said, I have autism. Please be patient. And every single neighbor I mean, these are neighbors we've lived with for a decade. Every single neighbor took time. They got down and talked to him. They answered his cute, quirky questions. Um, And every single one of them had a different perspective and a different experience that Halloween. And I, I couldn't be more grateful. And yes, people might not love that I put a sticker on him and put a label on him. I gave every single person in this neighborhood knowledge. I gave them just that little bit that they needed to treat him the way he deserved.
0: Oh, 100%. And yeah. we are, we are totally, um, living the same lives in two different parts of the country. <laughs> I know. So my son also doesn't, doesn't get Halloween. Okay. Yeah. I love you're telling this story. I love, and I have to tell you my Halloween story. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm, yes so comforted by your story. right? (laughs) This This is what I feel like we need as parents. Okay. So my son also very social, very talkative and loves dogs. I'll tell you, I think that my son for many, many years thought that Halloween was where you went around and you rang doorbells and you said, trick or treat, people came to the door with their dog. And my son would say, can I pet your dog? (laughs) <laughs> and walk into people's houses and start petting their dog. And he would sit down totally unselfconscious. Oh, you know, is this a labradoodle? Oh, you know, is this a romer? Like how old is your dog? Is it a boy or a girl? Like, you know, these dogs are very smart, you know, or, Oh, beagles. Was it hard to train? You know, I mean, he would just totally autism, right? Come yeah. oblivious to the 20 kids at the door who are like, ding dong, trick or treat having this whole conversation with this adult about their dog. And then, you know, I Thank you for letting me pet your dog. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Um, you know, totally out of the box. Right. And, and I also cannot tell you how many times I would go home and cry about autism. Like, Oh, could we just, I mean, I never SJ thought I would ever pray to have kids who were in the box. I never, ever thought that would be my prayer as a mom. <laughs> but I found myself wishing and hoping and praying. Could we just have like some kind of box? I'm not talking about a small box. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a rectangle box. It can be clear. <laughs> yeah. Box. Like it could be, you know, it could be the shape of the takeout container box. It could be a tissue box with pop-up things, but could we just any, any box really? Yeah. So that we can, And, but I'm telling you what we have found and, and I get how fortunate I am to be able to say this because we've had some of the other. But for the most part, when I say to people, Ethan has autism and he kind of experiences the world differently. So many people are helpful. I mean, we were just at this baseball game and he had his mindset. I am going to catch the baseball. I was like, honey, like one in 50,000 people catch a baseball. like. But it didn't matter because in his mind, that's how the world made sense. And he wanted to stand up and wait on the, I don't know, you know, in between the rows, the bleachers and catch this baseball. Well, you know, you don't really catch the baseball unless you're one in 50 million, but I'll be darned if these amazing, amazing people and we're at a professional ball game made it happen that they got him, not just one, but two balls who Then he gave one to his sister and it's like, okay, how is our world not a better place that people now understand that that too is autism, that that kid has a heart so big. Yeah. And that yes, he wanted, he wanted that experience, but he was also going to share that experience. I love that. I mean, I love that. And my daughter, you know, is completely different, but brings the same kind of love to the world for our environment and for animals and for the climate. And, you know, she's just very unapologetic and it's so <laughs> fascinating because, you know, girl moms, you know, I think frequently bond over, I wish my child, you know, I wish my girl was confident. I wish she expressed herself. I'm not saying all girls, I'm not making any gender generalizations, but I'm saying there is some talk about girls and confidence. And my daughter comes across as the most confident person in the world, um, because she just says what's on her mind. I don't know, SJ, that it really comes from a place of confidence. It just comes from, I mean, it comes, I think, really from being on the spectrum. She's like, I'm clear about what I believe in. And I'm not overly preoccupied with whether or not people are going to buy into that or like me or believe me, but I know this to be true right now at 10, at 11. And so I'm really comfortable doing it. And it's so interesting because other girl moms will say, oh, you're so lucky. And I think, yes, yes, we are all so fortunate to have our kids, right? But just as your daughter is going to learn confidence and find her voice My daughter is going to learn how to relate to others and how to have empathy. There's always, we are always whole people, right? And so I love your Halloween story because you were an advocate and you educated and your son had a great experience that year. And isn't that, that was love.
1: Yeah definitely definitely i i agree in fact one of our mantras is you know love and inclusion in every situation that's what we desire to see in the world and um you know the sj child's books collection is all about healthy minds creating healthy futures and it, it's so true because once we give these kids a little bit of knowledge, you know, that a little bit of knowledge turns fear into understanding. And these kids face things with fear without that understanding and knowledge. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And I I could not agree more. The more we do at younger and younger ages to help kids understand other kids, and it doesn't matter. You know, at, at my kid's school, there was a child who had two prosthesis for his legs from his knees down. And he would sometimes take off the prosthetic lower legs and run around on his knees because it was more comfortable. I'm telling you, I have never been so proud to be affiliated with a school. I, this kid was just accepted for who he was. There was one child who once said something and the child, you know, was invited to have a conversation with the principal or the counselor. It was amazing, you know, and,
1: we can do that. We can do that. We can, right. Once we know we can do better. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I love that. In fact, somebody just said that to me the other day and I just took her phrase right out of there. (laughs) So I'm going to have to stick with it because that is so true. Once we know we can do better and we can always, and we always strive to, I I, I think as humans, we're always striving to do better, be better. Um, and yeah, I'm so grateful and honored to have you on the show today. I, uh, I could just we're definitely gonna have to make a part two because I could just go on and on and now we're just gonna be have to be friends and you're gonna be stuck okay. with me. So <laughs> coming to it. Florida. It's so right. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so great. Why don't before we go, please let us know and let the listeners know where we can find you, social media, things like that, and give us the lowdown on that good stuff.
0: SJ, that's so kind of you. Thank well, you. Has. Um you know you and I were talking before the show. It's so important to me. I had such a hard time finding the things that were going to work for my kids, right? And we, as parents of kids who are atypical, are constantly looking for what does my kid need? And so I really appreciate you making space in the interview for this. So my um the website for our coaching practice is Russellcoaching.com. I've learned since marrying my husband and I need to say two S's and two L's. So (laughs) Russell coaching, two S's, two L's.com. You can reach us um, on Facebook, just search for Russell coaching and we'll come up. We're on Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm kind of on all the social media. And what we really do is we provide support and strategies and skills to kids who are atypical and to their families, helping their parents understand them, helping them achieve their life goals, helping them achieve their academic goals. So russellcoaching.com, and you can, you know, kind of read through what we do. You can submit a request, you can set up a consult with me. Um, But I really, more than my practice, I want parents to know that there are coaching resources out there for kids who are atypical and especially for kids who are on the spectrum or have ADHD, or as you and I both know, they frequently go together and that coaching is a viable option that can be really um, so incredibly helpful for students. And so whether it's my practice or another coaching practice, I really just want parents to know that coaching when done well and done by good people can, can help.
1: Yeah. I love that. That was beautifully said. Thank you so much. And all of the links will be down in the description and text up on the screen as soon as we get this edited. So you won't be able to miss it. (laughs) So I, I invite everyone to go check them out. Not only that, but you know, if you have the chance, Oh, we have our visitor. Hello. I'm going to put that. You want to say hi? Oh, you're funny. Let's say hi. This is DJ. Hi there. Say hi to Miss Noreen. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm
0: doing good. You are doing good. I am doing great. Also, I'm having a great conversation with your mom, and I have children just about your age. And they are at camp this week. One is doing a sports camp and one is doing sculpture camp. What are you doing
1: this week? Uh, I was just being awake. <laughs> yeah. What is this you're working on? This? Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. Oh, okay it said stop posting about among us <laughs> okay bye <laughs> dj <laughs> oh
0: he's yeah, such a
1: character
0: It's among us it's roblox and minecraft right oh Aim my God. It.
1: that's it that's it that right it. oh, oh he's oh, so, i'm so
0: glad you could meet him great <laughs> that that i got to meet him before we wrapped up i know you're oh. trying to wrap up but that oh. was great to be able to meet him.
1: Yeah, definitely. He, he likes to pop in and say, hello. I, like I said, I think it that that little social piece is really important to him. And mm-hmm. I am so glad because that's our, that's our dream, right. For him to want to be part of the world and not just his devices, <laughs> but I mean, he, you can't stop him. He's been coding since, you know, he was six. So yeah, <laughs> now we just hope that he can fix our computers in the future. <laughs> and ultimately maybe he'll use that strength to do what he's supposed to do in the world. Exactly. No, I agree. I think he's, you know, has so many different skill sets that he'll he'll be able to find something, I'm sure. It's hoping that someone will be able to, you know, Encourage that, and 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 take it and run with it. So, here's to the future and educating them and bringing them awareness and hopes that DJ can have a job someday.
0: <laughs> Beautiful,
1: so great to talk with you, SJ. Thank you. Thank it you. was a pleasure. It was all mine. Thank you so much, and we'll definitely be in touch. Sounds good.